0: Kelly Crandall joining us here in the Freak Nation with uh, Racer and Racer.com, her first time in the Freak Nation. And it's tough for me to recognize Kelly Crandall if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook Live. If you're listening to it, I'm one of the many, I feel like, sorry about that. Usually we see Kelly Crandall with headphones on. <laughs> uh, Crandall, I, 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 you look great without headphones on this time.
1: Man. All it takes is headphones, and that's the an easy disguise, huh? I didn't even have to try that hard. Yeah, that as I told you before, that's what keeps me out of trouble. You just put the headphones on, and you tune everybody out. So that's my magic power.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Kelly Crandall, of course, <laughs> who covers NASCAR, and then Dab some and some other motorsports for Racer, Racer.com, joining us here in the Freak Nation. When you walk by her in the media center, media room, she's got these headphones on. Again, she doesn't want to hear all the bull going on around her, so she keeps her mouth shut. So there's there's a little bit of too much information, right?
1: Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I'm human. I get sucked into it too, but I'm learning. Just keep the headphones on at all times. And yeah, you can avoid all of that.
0: Kelly Crandall is a great follow on Twitter for your NASCAR insight. And looking back at the 2022 season, it seems like we've got more than a handful of highlights, Kelly Crandall. And and again, it seems like uh, half of those came from Phoenix, but looking what ha- looking at what happened for the 2022 season and all the firsts for NASCAR, what's the one or maybe two things that stand out for you that NASCAR either accomplished or got wrong uh, throughout the season?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, like you said, I, it, it's a long list. I feel like this was a season where the headlines were endless, right? And whether it was talk around the car, whether it was talk around – First wins, what the car was doing, injuries, uh, new race tracks, parity. The list goes on and on. So I think what they got right was you start with the car. I think the car did a tremendous job on intermediate race tracks, which is what they were going for because there's been so many complaints over the years about mile and a half and dirty air and not a lot of action. So I felt like the car did a really good job on intermediates of. Uh, spicing it up a little bit. Um, But what they got wrong was they somehow managed to make a car that is uh, like a sports car, but uh, didn't perform well on sports car type racetrack, which would be road courses. So they got that wrong. Um, You know, if you want to go a little bit deeper, I think what they got wrong was maybe just the communication with its teams. We heard as the season wound down of just drivers being unhappy with what they viewed was the lack of communication, but then you also have Jeff Burton who fired back and said the communication was there. Some drivers didn't pay attention. (laughs) So the, like I said, the the headlines were endless. I just, I think in a broader sense, again, to your question, talking about what they got, right. I think overall they got this car, right. I really, really do. I think there's a lot good about this race car that maybe got overshadowed because we had the injuries that we had to deal with that Mm -hmm. And again, the, the bad racing on road courses, the bad racing on short tracks. But I think by and large, NASCAR can look at this year and say they got a lot of things right because, again, you had first time winners. You had a lot more parity in the top 10. You had a lot of different drivers and different teams coming to the top of the leaderboard. So uh, to me, I feel like this car was the highlight for NASCAR. It was the thing that, that they got right.
0: You know, Kelly, I think it's interesting how you say the bad racing on road courses. And yeah, I would agree with you on that. But the flip side view of it is that I've never had more non-NASCAR fans talk to me about NASCAR races than they did after Indianapolis or Road America. So in a sense, what's bad for us is good for the non-fan.
1: Well, I think what ended up happening was that like a lot of races is And in Martinsville, too, if you want to talk about short tracks, is we all have very short memories because we watch these races or we cover these races and the first 490 miles are terrible, right? And then something happens in that last little bit, whether it's at Road America and it's Tyler Reddick winning his first race or it's Indianapolis and the craziness that happened there with uh, turn one being absolute disaster of a corner for for all of the carnage right or even go to phoenix right and 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 uh, ross chastain getting into chase elliott or martinsville ross chastain and his video game move i think by and large if you look back at all of those races there's nothing memorable about those races except for one Mm. incident that suddenly everybody remembers and see like, remember Indy? Remember Martinsville? And it's like, <laughs> no, I don't, because those races sucked. But it was one moment that stands out that gets everybody's attention or it goes viral on social media. And then to your point, you have all of these people, whether it's NASCAR fans or others, that that just see a 10-second highlight and can't believe what happened. So, uh, listen, I think NASCAR will take it, right? They'll, they'll take any attention no matter how it comes. But uh, it's that first, like I said, 400 miles that everybody wants to forget
0: (laughs) (laughs) so true i know that Statman wants to get back to some more nascar and next gen car talk with you but i want to do kind of an overall motorsports question with you who do you think got it right more over this last season did nhra do more right did nascar do more right did indycar do more right did sports cars do more who do you think had a an overall most successful season this past year
1: so to be fair, I mean that's hard for me to answer because I'm not as I'm not as well versed or really uh I don't, I don't really dig into other series as much as I do NASCAR or even NHRA now. I think I think again if you were to break it down, NASCAR got it right because they're their, their ratings are either staying the same or I think actually they grew uh, the Fox portion. I don't know about NBC, but the Fox portion their ratings increased. I think by four percent, right? And we and we talked about the car. Um, NHRA is doing I feel like a fantastic job of capitalizing on whether it's Tony Stewart coming in or um, all the work and and everything Toyota has done to put their drivers out there. They've had fantastic championship battles the last couple of years they've been able to capitalize on. So I feel like they're on an upward trajectory, but as far as other motorsports, it wouldn't be fair to me to, for me to say, because like I said, I don't live in that world. I think, you know, listening to a Connor Daly talk about IndyCar, I mean, IndyCar, I feel like has a lot going for them. I feel like they're, they're exciting. They've got a lot of great personality. I watch IndyCar races. But to hear someone like a Connor Daly talk about why can't we get ratings, um, that that's confusing to me because I feel like you know, as I just said, they've got a lot going for them as well. Formula One, I mean, that's just above my pay grade. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the Netflix series, as everybody will tell you, has certainly helped, uh, when it comes to the U.S. audience and look at everything they're now doing with Coda and Las Vegas and, and Miami, but. I don't. Uh, I don't know if I could really say who's done it the best or or who had the best year. I think you really, to be fair, have to kind of break it up into their own little, their own little sections of what maybe of what they were trying to accomplish or what their fan base is and and their individual ratings and so on and 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 see. Okay, compare it to themselves from years past.
2: Kelly Crandall is one of the great reads in motorsports. Uh, racer, racer magazine, racer.com. You mentioned bad racing. What's bad racing and can that be solved by making the races shorter?
1: Oh, well, I'm all for shorter races. I think when it comes comes to NASCAR, there should maybe be, Uh, only a handful of 500 mile races, right? You look at Daytona 500, that's a staple, the Southern 500, the Coke 600, of course is 600 miles. So I think you you can pick out a handful of races that should stay 500 miles. But if it was up to me, I always say, if I'm fantasy booking the NASCAR schedule, I'm chopping it almost in half. I don't think that a lot of these races that have two races should have two races. And I think you cut a hundred or so miles off of a lot of them. So, uh, which is easy for me to say, right. It's easy for me to spend other people's monies and, and and take their contracts away. Um, So yes, I would cut the races. I think that would help Um, bad racing. So that's, that is in the eye of the beholder, right? Everybody has a different opinion of what bad racing is. To me, it has nothing to do with if there's crashes or controversy. To me, bad racing is just watching cars, if we're talking about NASCAR, just literally go in circles and do nothing, right? There's no <laughs> passing. There's no tire fall off. There's no comers and goers, as we say, of drivers at the front that go to the like. That to me is bad racing. If, if I can see that a Denny Hamlin or a Kyle Larson or somebody has a really fast race car and they can't drive through the field, that's a problem. If there's no tire fall off to where you're literally just running as hard as you can until the next pit stop and you're going to throw some more tires on it and do it all again and and nobody has to manage their equipment that bugs me as well. I think that's terrible racing. So there's a few different variables there, but to me, it all comes down to action. Is there action throughout the field? Again, there doesn't have to be cautions and crashes and um, things like that, but is there passing Uh, is there repack? Can you repass someone? Um, So that's what I always say is, is there action? Is there things happening throughout the field?
2: It sounds like you and I could have a spectacular conversation about that. (laughs) We we, here in the freak nation, we've had that same conversation over and over and over again. I think that the cars are too easy to drive and that the drivers just put their foot to the floor and steer. Uh, I think if they had to brake and accelerate and change gears uh, and force guys to drive, you could separate from the, you know the guys that are just out there whistling a happy tune, and the guys who are uh, trying to get to the finish line first. Uh, that sounds like bad racing to me. Am and, and, Am I right in uh, listening to what you're saying here?
1: Yeah, I think you have a point there because one of the things I've always said, and I've always respected when Carl Edwards is around, and and Brad Keselowski's the same way, is that these race cars should not be easy to drive. These race cars should be hard. They should be on edge. It should come down to what the driver can do behind the wheel. I don't think next gen is easy to drive. I think uh, my uneducated non-technical self, I think just listening to drivers and teams that obviously shifting came into play this year, uh, which I think took some people by surprise, especially when it, became something that drivers were doing every single weekend. And even on short tracks like Martinsville, right? I mean, go back to the first, the spring Martinsville, that was just absolutely terrible and it had terrible weather and it was a night race and absolutely no tire fall off. And we got to Martinsville and everybody was shifting in practice. And literally within five minutes of that first practice, everybody was going, well, this is different. And (laughs) From what I understood is when everybody is shifting, you're basically eliminating driver mistakes because you could just, you know, if you make a mistake in the corner, you just drive, a, grab a gear and drive off the corner, right? You're not paying for that mistake. The guy behind you can't capitalize on that. So I think shifting came into play this year and that kind of, again, took away some of the driver error. I think also is, listen, there's always going to be dirty air in racing and, and we, you know, aerodynamics is a word you're always going to hear in racing. Um, I, air, dirty air, and these cars in dirty air continues to be a problem, right? So that comes into play. So I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that the cars are are easy to drive because early in the year, you know, we heard a lot of drivers talk about how that they're now kind of on that that razor that razor's edge where this car, if it gets away from you. It won't save you in the sense of with the Gen 6 car, they could get loose or they could drive it off the right rear tire, but the car would catch itself before it spun around. Well, with next gen being a symmetrical body, they can't drive it off the right rear anymore. So you don't have drivers who can go in there and drive it looser and and hang that right rear out but that also means that there's no room for error because again, if, if next gen, according to the drivers, as soon as you make a mistake and you cross that line, it's spinning out. And I think this year, I don't have the numbers, but I, I would be curious to go and find it to see how many drivers spun out on their own this year, just because the car got away or how many drivers got loose and went up and bounced off the wall because they couldn't catch the car. So I think there's a few variables, like I said, of, of, of what goes into it. I, I, but I wouldn't, I don't agree that I would say that the, the cars are are easy to drive. I think that, I think the cars are harder to drive, but then there's other variables that also come into play that kind of eliminate, um, you know, how much the driver can do behind the wheel.
0: Kelly Crandall, <laughs> fantastic to to get her here in the Freak Nation to get a great read at racer racer.com, follow her on Twitter to get links to her stories. Happy holidays to you. And again, uh, let's do it again in 2023.
1: All right. Sounds good. Happy holidays.